Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this, my friends, is a Force Center podcast feed, and it's time for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Meeting guest ranking things in Star Wars, and we just kind of stumbled into a new Star Wars Rank series. Yes. Yes, I'll answer your questions right now. We're going to do all the pictures, all the movies uh, put out uh, into the Star Wars world. We today are ranking the best lines in Empire Strikes Back. Of course, last time out, we ranked the best lines in A New Hope. Check that one out. If you haven't, uh, Joseph and I are going to determine off air the best way to do it. I think in my release order, just we might have stumbled into that by default. But here he is, Joseph Scrimshaw, to help me take a look at Empire Strikes Back. 
I am uh, very excited to be here and talk Empire Strikes Back. And I admit when when we talked about doing this, I did, really did want to start with A New Hope and see how it went and see if we enjoyed it, see if listeners enjoyed it and see if, uh, if we wanted to continue it. But I wanted to start with A New Hope because so much of Star Wars storytelling builds from that right you know even with uh lucas's uh fascination with uh with quoting and moving quotes around and that so it's really fun to start with a new hope see what that style of of writing is see what that style of dialogue is and then see how it grows and changes over the years and it is going to grow and change in leaps and bounds with episode five empire strikes back uh, Kasdan comes on board taking uh the, the the script over after the passing of lee brackett and and the stuff lucas and Kirshner were putting out there and uh, good old Larry Kasdan, and he knows how to bring out a typewriter and maybe an early word processor uh, during the eighties and, and uh, uh, write a good picture here. So uh, we're going to get to that in a second, but I want to remind you all that today's podcast is brought to you by audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrialcom slash four center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We always like to recommend an audiobook we think you should try out just on us. And uh, Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland, uh, the la- latest in the High Republic series. Uh, we are going to be diving in shortly here on Force Center. Check it out by downloading your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash Center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Center for your free audiobook. Joseph, Empire Strikes Back, favorite lines. That's a daunting task in and of itself right it really is uh because you what we have to contend with and i think what uh listeners will hear on our list are there are the iconic lines that you kind of can't ignore but and then there are the lines that uh aren't you know particularly amazing as lines but for whatever reason they just sort of lodged in the culture's head and they get repeated a lot or certain mm-hmm. friend groups repeat uh certain things all the time and then they're the kind of the more the weird ones that are just like meaningful to us as individuals so i feel like there's all these categories even within the category of favorite lines yeah and and what's interesting too is we not too long ago, it did a lot of some Star Wars ranked on some of our favorite characters, and some of those were specific lines, some were moments. And in doing this list, you know, me being such a Han Solo fan, I was like, oh, I could easily just do another five of my favorite Han Solo lines. So having to force yourself to really kind of watch the movie again, think what grabs you, like you said, uh, you know, overall classic lines or in the moments, comedy. And then I found, I'm putting together this list and curious about your thoughts, Joseph, because we have talked about some of these characters and their specific lines is looking at it just in terms of the movie and what I remember or what I gravitate to in the empire strikes back almost kind of changes the way I look at even a line I love from Han Solo. Cause I can just put that elsewhere. This is about empire. So maybe that particular line doesn't stack up to some of the other lines in empire, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, that's the great thing about getting to have these Star Wars discussions is looking at everything in a fresh context, uh, you know, for the different discussions that we have. And uh, some of the lines have different meaning to me because of different life experiences or because we've really talked about like what's going through that character's head. Uh, and then I approach the movie differently because of that. And, you know, for this one, the A New Hope, I was really shocked when I made my list of like, oh, these are my first eight options are all Obi-Wan Kenobi. And this time around, it was it was a mix of Yoda and Han because they're the pillars to me. Uh, they represent the pillars of Yoda has all this like essential, crucial wisdom. And then m- the marriage of the character Han Solo, Harrison Ford, Lawrence Kasdan's uh, writing style, 
just perfection, just generates all these great all-time one-liners, right? Yes, it was also very hard to pull apart lines from other lines, right? There was a lot of like, well, I love that line. Oh, but that line without that line, oh, they all count. (laughs) They all count. So that's a lot in the writing as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. From that, we are going to dive into our favorite lines from The Empire Strikes Back. We work our way five to one. We'll take a break and throw in some honorable mentions of runner-ups that almost made the list before we get to our number one choices. But we begin with Joseph's number fifth choice for favorite line in Empire Strikes Back. This is one. My number five is one that I've always liked, but it has only grown in my estimation as I uh, got older. It was uh, honestly, I said Yoda and Han, but this is the first one I thought of. Like, if we do Empire, this is on my list. Uh, Number five for me is Leia Organa. Would it help if I got out and pushed? Uh, this is, of course, happening when uh, they're trying to escape Hoth. Han is trying trying to start up the Falcon, and it's not going great. He's got the cool move where he's got the blaster that comes out of the Falcon. It's still got some tricks, and it uh, starts mowing down those uh, snow troopers and their E-Web repeating blaster. Anyway, uh, it is such this great marriage of... Uh, the reason I became fascinated with it as I got older is as a kid, it always cracked me up because I understood from my own life experience of living in a frozen tundra of Minnesota, at least half the year, that uh, that was a thing that I saw adults do to their cars all the time, right? That was a thing that I had to learn to do at a very young age. Before I knew how to drive, I knew how to push a car (laughs) so it would start. Uh, So I always got it. I always thought it was funny. And then as I got older and realized that fans have a lot of debate about what lines are too earthbound in the fantasy of Star Wars, like, that's a drop dead classic. And if you really analyze it, it really is coming from that perspective of Leia kind of making an, an earthbound joke uh, up to a point, but it works in the context of Star Wars. It's it's an amazing line. And this is one of the ones right away where it's hard for me to pry, uh, you know, it might from this, uh, this sequence here because of the banter between Leia and Han. But I am with you on that. I, I, I always was drawn to this line because I, I had this image of, well, what would, would Leia just go out and push from the landing gear? <laughs> you know, I'm seven wondering, okay, what would the hell that work? But the, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, you know, you and me both share the weird oddity of having a Ford Fairmont as our first car. I had to push that a few times. So that, and I named that car the Millennium Fairmont. Uh, so this all started to connect and there's something about it, but it also, of all their witty banner, you you and I could list the the, the best witty banner of Leia and, and, and Han if we wanted to. Uh, and who knows, maybe one day we might. This one just has uh, the timing is down, the tone. Han's comeback of kind of hurt because <laughs> of his ship failing <laughs> in this moment. It, it might. I just love everything about it. It's so loud. Absolutely. And it is just one of the moments where the just natural, amazing comic skills of Carrie Fisher just comes to the forefront and Leia gets just a, what is to me a hilarious line. So that is my number five. Number five, I can almost see Leia doing that in a press interview, uh, or Carrie Fisher herself. Uh, <laughs> one of the same. Uh, my number five is going to uh, a non-main character. We're going to Dak. Yeah, right well. now I feel like I could take on the whole empire myself. Look, this is kind of the spirit of the movie, uh, at the least at the beginning. Don't forget, <laughs> we're coming out of, you know, New Hope. We're coming out of... Uh, what Luke did, and of course, he's saying it to Luke, and I love the follow-up. I know what you mean. Hey, that's funny. But I love that 
in this moment, man, there's this gunner, this, this, this gunner on a speeder, this, uh, you know, I don't want to say nobody to insult Dak. He's got a name, he's got a life and he gave it up for the cause, but this, 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 he's, he's a background player and he's got this spirit and the rebellion needs that. This is what they all feel right there in that moment from, you know, Trey Callum looking through the binocular there to, to see the, 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 the Walker stamping towards him, everyone there, uh, you know, in the trenches when, when that first Walker goes down and that guy with the, the handlebar mush mustache going, yeah, I'm charging it. Like they've <laughs> all got this spirit of right now. I feel like I could take on the whole empire myself and they have to, cause it's the ragtag rebellion. So I always want to just, uh, you know, highlight Dak and, and, and his sacrifice, but his spirit carried throughout all of the rebellion through all of the movies, but especially here. Yeah, that is such a great line because it is, it's one that, you know, lodged into me early in life as a kid. And then I understood it more as I got older too, of like, it is great mm-hmm. to have that spirit. You need to have that spirit. And I remember having those moments where I kind of thought like, this is like a, a Dak Ralter moment where I feel like I could do the impossible because I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. I have hope. Uh, you know, uh, snow battles are built on hope. Um <laughs> But then it also has just that delicious irony of like, yeah, sometimes not though, Dak. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's extra powerful that this is said by somebody who viscerally does not make it. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and there's a, a, a spiritual connection to that moment in Rogue One with the, uh, was it like the lieutenant that uh, decides he's going to make the run for the, uh, the, the switch. Yeah. Cephala. Cephala. Right. And, and gets, you know, immediately killed. It's, I'm not saying it as a joke, but it, it, it's sad, but it's also this like, Oh man, that's that's what's at stake at any point here, and and Dak uh, definitely represents that. So, yeah, mm. all right. A great line though. It's a great spirit as long as you don't remember what happened to Dak. <laughs> yeah, pay no attention to the Dak behind the curtain there. Uh, we are going to go from the spirit of the rebellion to your number four choice for your most favorite line in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, my number four, I'm going to Yoda. I, I think there'll probably be some more Yoda uh, on the list in the honorable mentions. There's so many Yoda quotes that, that mean so much to me. I've talked a lot before of when, when I started to learn different uh, ways of, of performing different kinds of art. Um, uh, I started out doing visual art, and so that was always kind of a part of, of me, and my dad was a visual artist, and there were drawings around the house, so I kind of knew that that was a, a part of what, what I wanted to do. But then as I got uh, older... My dad taught me to play the drums, and that was one of the first times that Star Wars really connected to me uh, mm. because if I tried to, to do everything right too tight, I, I c- couldn't do it. And when I loosened up and was calm and enjoyed it, and so like out of that, I really started, out of that experience, really started to listen to everything that Yoda said. Mm. Um, and the one that I think has always stuck with me the most about making a connection between the Force and learning to do new things, learning to just listen to your intuition more is this quote, my number four, you must unlearn what you have learned. Um, I think in terms of like the story of Star Wars, it's a pretty direct connection to what uh, Obi-Wan says to Luke in A New Hope of, you know, your eyes can deceive you, don't trust them. It is about being uh, intuitive, right? And and the big picture thing and the way, it, the reason it connects to me of like learning art is, it's just this great statement of like, you know, kids are often great at being creative because they haven't built up all these 
uh, reasons that you shouldn't say this or this fear or the, you know, what if I fail or there's no, I can't try that because I know it won't work. Like all that stuff, all that baggage that we accumulate that sometimes makes us hard, makes it hard for us to be creative, makes us hard for us to learn new things. Even the way it can be harder to learn language, the older you get, because you know it the way you know it in your, your brain actually has a harder time learning it. I feel like all those like great truths are for me just boiled down into this wonderful line of, of Yoda of you have all these assumptions, Luke, about the way the galaxy works, everything from the very practical uh, to the, the spiritual. And you have to forget all of that because the galaxy is bigger than you understand. Yeah. Yoda is just, just churning out wonderful self-help and motivational and life coach <laughs> advice all through this movie. And it's why it's so powerful. This is, this is one that, that, that can be really effective in your own lives uh, would, would change uh, just on any level being so hard. And I, I love what you're talking about. Just the, the, that spirit of change, that spirit of growth, that spirit of learning often comes from that. And then that makes me just think of, of Luke who set out to become a great warrior by, by seeking out a great warrior. And that, that had, there's some great lines tied to that as well. And that train of thought, but just a so Yoda basically said, no man, that's what you think is is not the way it is. You got to start fresh here and 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 learn the truth and the truth of what what a warrior is or what a great warrior is, what you're trying to be, what a hero is. This is this is Luke's journey, and this is an important line uh, pointing back at all of that. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think it's one that you can uh, at least I always take a different uh, inspiration from of getting past some of the assumptions that, that I build up in my own mind or even in my body. I remember really thinking about this one when I first sat down to try to play the drums and the first challenge being get your feet and hands to kind of work together, but not at all in the way that they have been trained to work together. They work together in an entirely different way to play the drums. And it's like, ah, I must unlearn how my feet go <laughs> yeah, so I can learn how to do this thing. So true, man. So true. As someone who's uh, sometimes had to refresh how I approach stand up and finally get into a, a spot where I'm really, really happy and comfortable with it. It's a lot of it just like I taught myself some bad habits or I taught myself, got myself into some thinking. I got to unlearn it. Got to move yeah. forward. Yeah, exactly. And soon during your stand up, you'll be able to lift an X wing out of a swamp. It'll yes, great. That's totally what I'm doing. <laughs> so that's my number four. That's a great one there. My number four. We're going to Leia, and and often when you and I are putting together these lists, we kind of go where our heart tells us to go, where our heart leads us to go. It's never a checklist of, I got to get this character, I got to get that character. But that said, I always want to make sure I'm reflecting Leia when I can. You've already put a great Leia quote out there, but for my list, I was like, what does Leia say in this movie that I love? And and look, uh, you know, the giving the the briefing is one of my favorite little moments. He, there's a lot of things in the, the witty banter. I, I could have, uh, and probably will still talk about many of those ones, but I, this one popped in my head and I don't know if I made this list a year ago. I don't know if this one would have popped in as powerfully. I just don't know, but it's on the list today. My number four is we've got to go back. I know where Luke is now in, in this modern era. Could you imagine what that line with that moment, that sequence of events would have created in our speculating podcast minds back in 1980? Yeah. I mean, it, it, everybody would have walked out of that movie talking about is Leia going to have a lightsaber in the next film, right? Because the big reveal of Empire Strikes Back is uh, Vader's Luke's father and Leia is force sensitive, right? Yeah, it, it, it would be processed in a really different way. It, it absolutely would. And, 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 and as it showed, it, 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 and, and this moment wasn't small, but 
I think, again, going just my own personal experience of growing up, I, you know, the big reveal of the father thing. And, and then, well, you know, I, by the time I've seen, seen Empire, I have an idea. No, she's his sister, right? You know, it wasn't a, I watched it differently because I, I saw this one out of the theaters a little bit later. Um, but now over the years, and you talk up top about what, what affects us now, or what do we, what do we find ourselves drawn to more now? I love this moment for Leia. I love this moment for someone who is, all about, you know, she's politics, she's a leader, she's she's fighting, she's at the front, she she, she refuses to leave the command center. All these kind of real, you know, you, you see them, you feel them, but she is a, she is a, she's a soldier. She's, she's a, she's a politician. She doesn't have this side. She hasn't shown this side. She herself hasn't tapped into this side yet. And now, hey, with some of Claudia Gray's material, we expand that a little bit. She's had these moments. This moment is Finn. It's Finn's moment. You and I have talked about that kind of connection and Finn kind of even telling Poe in episode nine. Well, you know, I understand what Leia, you know, Leia and I understand. And I think it's the same thing. This is Leia just going, I got a feeling. And I can't even tell you, I'm not using the force. I'm not pressing X on my controller to get the <laughs> force powers. I got a feeling and I know where we need to go. And she doesn't even know what's going on with Luke. And, and he's just calling her name. And it's a great moment for Luke to kind of move on uh, a little bit from Ben and look what's next. You know, we have that discussion about Luke later, but for Leia, it's a powerful moment of, of, uh, of spiritual conviction to something she doesn't fully understand. And I just absolutely love that. Yeah. I, I think this is a great pick. It's such a great moment. And I like the line because there is such it is so firm, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and, it, and it spins off into that great moment of Lando uh, resisting a little bit and, and Chewie leaning out of his chair a little bit of like, I will take your head off, Lando Calrissian. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> One of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. But but just her absolute no doubt, right? I mean, I think Leia is going through a couple journeys in this film and, and one of them is about uh, letting the walls down, right? Unlearning what she's learned and, and opening herself up to to uh, being intuitive and, and allowing herself to lead with her feelings. And I think this is uh, in some ways the, uh, one of the culminations of that. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it is uh, also one of the moments where I think uh, for me, there is a specific quality of filmmaking to Empire Strikes Back where I just think Irvin Kirshner just really worked with the actors and really cared to get the most emotion out of them and so the, there are these shots of them with just nothing but soul pouring out right yeah. and that's what to me it's what makes empire strikes back's story of of attachment work it's the story of how much these three characters love each other in different ways of mm -hmm. on luke and leia many other characters too but like how much they're afraid that they're going to lose one another in this war um and we get to see that early on with leia's you know just pain that that she might have lost both Luke and Han. And here's this moment on the other end where she just has utter conviction of, I don't have to lose him. I can save him. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Yoda would say in this moment. I'm kidding. I don't want to start. <laughs> uh, um, Let him hang. Yeah, yeah, well, we also, yeah, we, we also understand and agree with a lot of what Yoda say, but now I love what you say that just in tying, tying this to the, the theme of the movie and the theme for Leia. And again, tie, tie this one to Leia on crate. In, in episode eight, if just too many losses and just her staring out uh, the eyes of Leia is one of our favorite moments uh, collectively here at Force Center. Uh, and how uh, this goes back to she doesn't want to leave everyone, everyone, anyone behind and has had to many times over. But this is not one of those moments. 
No, no, just one of the one of the greatest uh, shots and one of the greatest uh, moments for Leia. It is. So that's my number four, which means we're up to your number three. My number three, uh, I surprised myself by including a line from a character who really only has one scene, and that is uh, Emperor Sheev Palpatine, Darth Sidious. Uh, interesting scene for me because uh, I grew up with uh, Marjorie Eaton, Clive Revel, and a chimpanzee <laughs> coming together to play uh, Emperor Palpatine. Um, and then, of course, uh, we've got the the later special edition where Ian McDermott uh, had slightly different, slightly expanded dialogue uh, as he and Darth Vader have this very interesting little uh, hollow chest <laughs> degeric game of what are we going to do about the oh, oh the Skywalker kid? Oh, he's the son of Anakin Skywalker. Let's both uh, acknowledge that. All right. And uh, should we kill him? Oh, maybe we should turn him. That'd be great. Right. Like mm-hmm. and, and for me, it really is a a game of like uh, really testing one another. Um, So I I love the scene. Uh, It always worked for me, even growing up with the very different version. And the line that I pulled from it that was said in both versions is the son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. Uh, I just really love the power of that line saying it in this sort of mythic way. You know, it's not Luke Skywalker. It's not uh, Anakin Skywalker's long lost kid. <laughs> it's yeah. the son of Skywalker. It's so mythic. It, it's so adventure serial, right? So I just love that phrasing. And then the must not become a Jedi. I love how much this is about fear, right? Of like, we, we got to kill him or turn him <laughs> before he gets too powerful. It works for Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it works for, I think, some other lines that we're going to talk about. But connect that line from 1980 to the bad guy's motivation uh, for most of the sequel trilogy. Mm. Most of the sequel trilogy is, is just the Luke Skywalker can't live uh, because he'll be a symbol of hope and he'll train other Jedi. Like it was bad enough. He became a Jedi and that caused us a lot of problems. Yeah. But now he cannot and, and for me it just really connects to these big star wars idea of uh a, a, a tyrant like palpatine knows that it's not just about the physical power of the jedi it's about this uh spirit of hope that they will give the galaxy and he's just terrified of it yeah uh this you know what i love about this this is uh it's just so much wonderful things there but talking about the epic field this is this giant mythic raising of the stakes right this son of skywalker must not speak must not become a jedi and you're like well that's what that's what he's trying to do oh no <laughs> they're gonna keep him they must at all costs and it's really uh i don't say like the core of the heart of the movie or something like that but it it's it is the big bad guy saying no we can't let this happen and 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 you're so right to point out this son of skywalker uh annie's boy would not have had as much as <laughs> son of skywalker love that i love to say it. it it's it's a great uh, I, I, I i i love both uh, both versions i i really do love the reworked version nothing against the chimpanzee eyes uh, i'm sorry that chimp uh, lost out on its uh, star wars appearance but i just have to have e mcdarvin back delivering these lines uh, love it i've always loved it it's a great line 
Yeah, it, it works really well. It's a, one of the recontextualizations that that does uh, really work for me, and I think it just it resonates out to the whole story of Star Wars and Palpatine and Hope and Jedi. But is just a great line all by itself. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. Yes, but standby shave joke will be on you. Um, <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, we stick up here a little bit here because my uh, number three. Uh, is uh, by that guy, Darth Vader. Darth, as his pal Obi-Wan would call him. Uh, I There's so many lines to pick for the sequence, and we're not done looking at some of the lines between Vader and Luke, I'm sure, even on our honorable mentions here. But I've always been drawn to the Force is with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. What just... Man, just especially all the stuff we went through on Dagobah, especially what Palpatine just said. And it is, it's not, I've never taken it as a, as a taunt, as trash talk. I've just taken it as the truth. <laughs> and Vader's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. You're not, you're not what you think you are. And I'm going to show you. And, you know, if you're watching this movie for the first time, wherever you discovered it for the first time and you don't know the details and you're just watching it as it comes out, like you're probably thinking, especially if in your theater in 1980, Nah, Luke is. He's going to show you. He's here to kill. He's here to destroy. He's here to win because that's what happens. And uh, all that just to have Vader up there with that beautiful shot. Oh, the silhouette of Vader, the smoke of of the uh, control, the, 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 the carbon freezing chamber room, everything. It's such a beautiful moment. And the line and James Earl Jones is uh, just hitting every note and every syllable of this lyric that you are not a Jedi yet. Ah, oh, it gives me chills and it just sets the tone for what's to come. Yeah, man, I'm so, so glad you picked this one uh, because uh, this was one of the the episodes where we did exchange our lists and uh, this one made room on my list for others because otherwise, <laughs> if it wasn't on your list, it would have been on my list. Uh, it's one of my favorite Vader lines. Almost every Vader line is is great in its own way, uh, but this just has such presence. It's so important to the themes, and I think it is one of James Earl Jones's absolutely best deliveries. It's a little bit unique in tone in Vader lines, right? Because sometimes yeah. it's just sort of the the almost like a little monotone, just like this is the way it is. I'm Vader, and I'm telling you, period. Right? Mm-hmm. There's just more emotion to this. The Force is with you, young Skywalker, and then that, just that half beat of a pause, right? And then, but you are not a Jedi yet. It's just a little softer, and that almost makes it more frightening. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, and, and you're right. It, it so goes to the all the themes and the ideas of you know of Yoda saying, "Will he finish what he starts?" <laughs> Yeah. And, and Luke going, yeah, well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then arguing that he has to go, Leia yelling, it's a trap. You know, we know from Lando, he doesn't even care about you. It's some Skywalker. And you know that you're just w- watching this guy, you know, who did not finish Jedi Night School. No, no. <laughs> uh, about to go up against something uh, that it really feels like he he actually can't win and he doesn't know it yet and maybe we the audience feel it or you're right if you're sitting there in the theater in 1980 and to you sequels are it's the same thing again (laughs) but different and like oh yeah he's gonna win because he's the hero and then the shock that he's not gonna win and he doesn't even understand what fight he's in is really really powerful um 
and just from Vader's perspective, I agree with you. I feel like it's it's definitely intimidation because that's just yeah. um, the nature of Vader, the nature of of the dark side of seeing like how easy is this going to be? Can I just undermine his confidence before I, we even ignite lightsabers? Um, but I agree with you. It's also just entirely true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think if I, I think if Luke was more uh, fully trained and Vader could feel that, he would be like, you know, uh, yes, you are a true Jedi, but you know, a Jedi cannot stand up to a Sith. Like, I think he'd still try to intimidate him. Um, but I think this is one hundred percent the truth. <laughs> truth, and, and, and you know that's kind of a little bit what the Sith do so well. Thinking of some of the stuff Duke who said to Obi Wan to attack the clones, just about anything Palpatine said, where they're they're going to tell you the truth, and, and 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 just sell it to you as immovable fact that you can't change or you can't succeed, and you know all those things. And it's that it's that little they're speaking directly to that doubt inside of all of us by just you know. You know you're not a Jedi. <laughs> you absolutely know it. You're brave. You look cool in your little all gray jumpsuit there, but it ain't it ain't happening for you here. And you know it. And I'm going to point that out. And it makes the villains even much more that much more uh, evil and powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, paired with just an amazing all time shot. Yeah, it's a classic indeed. All right. Well, that is my number three choice. My uh, most favorite line in Empire Strikes Back, which means we're up to your number two. Uh, my number two, uh, we're sticking with some some Vader-Luke banter, uh, and, and we're going to the iconic. This was one where I just felt like, yeah, I know it is iconic, but I yeah. can't leave it off the list. And it is the pairing of Vader's, no, I am your father. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke's response of, no, no, that's not true. That's impossible. Um did not uh, decided not to do a full impression of Luke. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> and, vocal cords, yeah. <laughs> blow out the mic. I, I mean, this it, "No, I am your father" is perhaps one of the most famous movie lines, right? Yeah. And also one of the most misquoted movie lines, right? <laughs> yeah. Because people remember it in their mind as a uh, Luke, "I am your father," right? Which which makes sense because it, out of context. If you're just quoting it around the bar, and uh, it's better to give it that context. But the no, I am your father. Um, the just the power of the way it's delivered, the power of the revelation. Even if you're you're watching it, you know, for the first time in 2021, uh, and you know, you've grown up knowing you you grew up with a book about uh, Vader raising Luke and Leia in a little cutesy way like it's not a secret right it still has weight in that moment because of the delivery from james Earl jones because the the situation and and from luke's just uh how much he's the pain right the pain the pain would be one thing if it's just maybe no but right the, but the building all the way to the that's impossible the full denial of reality talk about sith uh using painful truths yeah. <laughs> as manipulation or maybe even half truths or or saying things you fear are true right um mm-hmm. to undermine you but this one being sort of like the ultimate truth and that ultimate revelation uh to luke that he truly didn't understand what he was going into he really uh what he learned and didn't unlearn until now is is black and white good guys bad guys i'm a good guy the bad guy killed my dad i'm gonna become a super powerful good guy i'm gonna kill the bad guy oh wow it is so much more complicated than that and i i can't accept it right this second 
Yeah, it, it's it's iconic for a reason. That's 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 why we're discussing it. I think it needs to be discussed. It, it, it's it's a line that I think changed. Um, I think not just changed anything in Star Wars, right? It's changed a lot of uh, cinema, pop culture. Uh, this is something that um, you almost wanted to expect in big kind of franchise movies like this. The big reveal that changes everything. So I think it stands uh, head and shoulders above a lot of other things uh, in Star Wars just because on that alone. But I think the line itself, Hamill's read, I think you're so right to include the entire uh, run. Yeah, talking about the truth as a weapon, that is uh, that that stings. And and the that's impossible uh, is it, it's it's the thing I think I remember most from this uh, little uh, little section of the of the entire film, just Hamill's pain. Absolutely, and I love I love the the choice between Irvin Kershner, the direction, and Mark Hamill's performance to to go for it right to make it big and horrific and and truly truly painful i think really really works for me i think uh, hamill is great throughout and i think this is one of the the best moments because it is just not holding back you know you forget anything about like uh they're space wizards with laser swords and they're on some tech uh, without rails or this inefficient railing at least and this guy weird guy in a cloak and a helmet like you forget all that it's totally real yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it suddenly becomes a family drama. I mean, it already kind of was, but <laughs> yeah, here's what we are. And the last thing for me, real quick, on this one is this is also this is one of those lines that has like great weight and great meaning, but it's also especially. I mean, the "I am your father" for sure. It's one of the the great, you know, uh, Rosebud is the sled. I am your father. It's one of the great spoilers. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time, right? It's. Yeah. Um, so that one has that cultural power, but the, no, that's not true. That's impossible. I've made so many jokes uh, with friends uh, when something, you know, that you don't want to happen is coming up. In uh, Like I, a very early thing I did for a convention, the Convergence Convention that I uh, perform at in Minneapolis, it's been going for 20 years now, one of their early fundraising things was to do a trivia contest. And I got a Star Wars quote wrong and everybody knew that I was a Star Wars guy. Mm. And I, you know, yelled Luke Klein. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was the right way to handle that moment uh yeah. and save face just a little bit love it love it yeah yeah a good a good star wars reference goes a long way and makes the lines even that much more iconic yeah exactly so that's my number two great number two uh we are going to dagobah for my number two now i listed this character in the notes as yodio because that's what my sister used to call him during the early 80s uh, she was a little younger than me. I uh, It's a long one here. I pulled the whole thing. I couldn't separate it. Uh, and uh, it is Yoda saying to Luke all his life he's looked away. Well, he's also Obi-Wan's around here too. Uh, all his life he's looked away to the future, to the horizon. Never his mind on where he was, <clears throat> what he was doing. <clears throat> Adventure. Heh. Excitement. Heh. A Jedi craves not these things. You are reckless. Love this whole sequence. This is just powerful to me in star wars is yoda to luke obi-wan there kind of you know losing this debate with yoda about who's the chosen one <laughs> and, <laughs> that, and that's rolled out in canon as, as the story's gone on but the, you want to talk about lines that i've pulled away now I'm, I'm not someone people would call reckless too much um but the yoda saying never his mind on where he was has been something that stuck in my brain 
for a long time and I still battle with it. It's hey, we all got things that are, are part of our DNA. We got to either rip out or deal with. I suffer from, Oh cool. I got my radio dream job right out of high school. Oh, I spent every night wanting to get to LA to write screenplays. Oh, I got here and I started st- studying sketch comedy. Uh, maybe I should stand up and I've quit stand up three times. And it's so hard. It's human nature to not look at what you have and to look at what you want still. And so I always hear this from Yoda and I, you know, you and I could break apart what this means for the hero's journey, the Jedi, the philosophy, of the Jedi Yoda himself. And, and all that's in this line as well, including the, you know, Jedi crave not these things pretty big for uh, the Jedi and the Jedi order and what Yoda thinks about it, what he's saying about it. But for me, I've taken a lot of personal, just, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of reflection has come out of this. A lot of uh, just advice from Yoda to me (laughs) in this moment of just like all the time. I've just not looked, uh, I've looked away not look where I am and and how many opportunities have lost or how many things I've not gotten better at because I, I didn't sit and concentrate in the moment. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Hey, thanks Yoda for the constant reminder. Cause I still need it. And I still get something from this line and this entire sequence. Yeah. I'm so glad you, you picked this one. And I think extremely well said on, on everything that it means to the star Wars story, but everything that it can mean to us as individuals, really poignant what, it, how you've processed it in your life of, uh, the, when I hear you really describe it that way, particularly the the critique of uh, never your mind is uh, what you're doing, you know, always to, on the horizon about what's next. Like I, it's almost like if uh, it, this happens many places, but particularly it's a happen a thing that happens in in the Hollywood industry, right? Of uh, that you get here and then people aren't happy with the little bit of success. It's always the next thing, right? (laughs) It's almost like this Yoda quote should be handed out to anybody trying to make it in uh, the Hollywood industry of like, look around, look at what you have. Don't always just be thinking about the next adventure, you know? Um, It's uh, powerful too, that it just physically connects with, Hey, he's right. We saw Luke do that in the previous movie. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Here's an Easter egg. Yoda called him out for what he literally physically, we saw him do it. Uh, So that is, also powerful. It connects to The Last Jedi really well. It, but the part of that really stuck with me from a very young age is not craving adventure and excitement. It's like, mm. what a what an incredibly powerful thing to say in this movie that is, you know, at least half, if not more, uh, an adventure serial, a movie made because it couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon. <laughs> and it has that great tension that makes Star Wars endlessly fascinating of... Uh, it's fine for us as the audience to enjoy the adventure and excitement and wanted that. And and I, as a little kid, I wanted adventure and excitement. And I felt like, what? Well, I like Yoda so much. Is he like, I felt like he was turning to the camera and talking to me about the don't crave adventure, don't crave excitement. Uh, And it, it was, it was a gift because as a kid, you know, it's a little confused by it. of like, but I, but I want it. And then, and then getting older and realizing, Oh, okay. I see what this is about of uh, that really, truly understanding what you're doing. If you, it's one thing to, to be staring at the horizon and saying, I want to get out in the world and I want to explore things yeah. and I want to find out what my destiny is. Uh, but it can't just be about craving your own thrills. Yeah, It has to be about something more and about truly who you are and how you can help other people. And, you know, that's so that's such a powerful message to have a Muppet deliver to the action hero in the middle of an adventure serial. 
Uh, no, it's so true. Well said. And even, to, you know, to briefly tie it back to some of my own personal stories of even sometimes that next thing, because you're right. So looking off into the twin sunsets is, is not a bad thing in and of itself. And just you know, want more and we're ready for your, your real life to begin. Those, those are all important things and, and what's baked in that scene as well. But yeah, even I've, I've been guilty of, uh, you know, oh, I've got the next thing. And I've been even uh, one time I had a particular, I had a friend, a, a husband of a friend, actually. I, I was, oh, I'm going to work on this thing next. It was like 15 years ago. And they were like, yeah, man, you're just trying to do that to uh, make money or get rich, like, or get famous. Like, that's not, that's not, your heart's not in it. Like, stop, just call me on it. And it, <laughs> I felt like Yoda going, you cra- you're craving adventure and excitement. That's not the hero's journey. Like, right. find out wh- who you are as an artist and put it into the work. Don't try to find, <laughs> don't chase what's next. And and I can connect to that. But also, to, to bring it back to, to what Lucas was saying, and hey, I'm going to do a hero's journey. By asking what a hero actually is, and trying to put that out there for all the, the kids to pick up on. I think uh, not, no fault that our own as a generation of fans in the eighties, I, 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 you know, again, cause these movies do have excitement and do have adventure. They, they have to, otherwise they're not going to work as movies. Um, but I think the sequel to more than the prequel trilogy and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Joseph, but the sequel trilogy really exposed. I sound like I'm just being snarky, but I'm not, I'm, I'm just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a question. It's an observation. The sequel trilogy, trilogy really exposed that exposed this kind of stuff, as well as Luke throwing down the saber and Jedi, just I don't think were picked up on. I don't think people watched them as closely as that maybe they thought they did. I see that come up time and time again. Yeah, I mean, I just think uh, I think it's a fascinating thing about Star Wars. I always refer to it as as tension because it is it's an adventure serial, and sometimes the adventure and the action and the excitement is like that's what you're there for. Too, it's cool. Yeah, it it's is. meant to be cool. Filoni talks about it in some interviews. Like the surface stuff is all cool, and it's meant to be cool, and you're meant to come and enjoy that. But that some of that stuff is, you know, is there ultimately? It's there to thrill us as audiences, but it's also there to serve the story. And this is the real heart of it, right? Of yeah. you know, who, what do you want? Who do you want to be? It really make those decisions. How do your actions affect? other people you know if you're if you're striving for something in the horizon why don't you be honest with yourself about exactly what it is and why like mm-hmm. all those super important ideas yeah and, and certainly certainly empire strikes back is absolutely unambiguously uh, plants the flag of avoid war pacifism whenever possible as a as a central idea of star wars yeah i i would say it's there and if you don't believe me just ask yodio We uh, are going to take a quick break. On the other side, we got some runner-ups, some great lines that just didn't quite make the list, and then our number one choices for our most favorite lines in Empire Strikes Back. Stick around here to Star Wars World. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Force Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Force Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J E N I L A N D A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa1138. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked, episode 127 by my count. Way, wow. Wowzy, we're doing a lot of these. We're still finding things to rank. And I love when we find like kind of a new thread of thing. Hey, we haven't really done this. And this is what we're doing now. We did uh, our favorite lines in A New Hope. Uh, check that out. And actually, check it out because I'll just pull back the curtain. There might have been some weird technical stuff going on with Apple, Apple Podcasts, and certain updates and downloads to iOS. Uh, and we've hear, heard from some of our listeners that automatic downloads might have been turned off. So if you subscribe on Apple, which is still the bulk of our listeners, 
and hey, an episode didn't pop up or check out, check out your feed. Just make sure we still pull out, put out three to four episodes a week. Uh, and we just want you to go back and check the New Hope one if you happen to have missed it. But Joseph, we're going to get back to our look at Empire Strikes Back. Our number one choice is forthcoming. But what are some runner up lines today? Uh, for me in the runner ups, I put in some of the just the fun ones that I, that I maybe have some depth, but I just really like them because they're fun. Um, a Han line that has only grown in my esteem over the years is uh, when they're initially trying to escape the Empire and right before they discover that they're heading into asteroids. Uh, I love when Han just says to Chewie, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. <laughs> the whole movie has so many great things of it. There's bravado Han. Oh, there's honesty Han. And honesty Han is always quieter under his breath, usually to Chewie. <laughs> uh, so love that one. Absolutely love that one. Um, it, another uh, classic is, uh, I think maybe the first bit of filthy swearing in Star Wars, uh, E3PO saying to C3PO, eat Chuta. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're not counting R2's beeps, which were probably pretty uh, sassy and dirty as well. But yes, I think I count this as the first swear word in Star Wars. Absolutely, game. absolutely. You're right to point out that R2 swore first. Uh, don't want to start that controversy. But just <laughs> even as a kid, eat Chuta is like clearly like, oh, wow, that's like, that's great. Like alien language, like Greedo speaks. But that's if Greedo said a dirty word. It was clear to me always that Ichuta was a dirty word. I count it as so, too. (laughs) Uh, Another just fun one is the first transport is away. And then uh, everybody again, yay, with the fist up. Uh, Always a fun one. It's one that I think sticks in a lot of fans' heads. And it is uh, one for me that was a a discovery. Uh, I've told this story before of... uh, in high school, uh, had a sleepover for some friend's birthday, and they're like, you have the VHS of Star Wars? Because <laughs> not everybody <laughs> had it. So I brought over my crappy pan-and-scan version of Empire Strikes Back, and not knowing that everybody there was as big of a Star Wars nerd as I was, we are watching, and the first Transport is Away comes on, and like five of us on the couch all go, yay, and put the arm up together. And it's like, it was one of my moments of realizing oh, some of my friends who are quiet about this are bigger fans than I realized. Yeah, that shared unique journey there. But uh, I, I, if, if I'm around a, uh, you, uh, any, anyone listening, or and if I'm in a bar and I say the first transporter is away and you don't go yay, I we're not going to have a lot to talk about going forward. <laughs> yeah, it is a classic one. Um, then another exchange for me that I needed to throw in is uh, Vader saying no disintegrations and uh, Boba Fett responding as you wish. Um, I, I think uh, putting Empire Strikes Back in, in historic context, we've talked about this a ton of sometimes people will watch it now and going, why were you so excited about Boba Fett? And it is just like times change. He was cool. He stood around. I know he did next to nothing. He shot at a corner near Luke. Uh, but it was lines like this and moments like this that fired the uh, imagination, the tip of the iceberg storytelling of what exactly are disintegrations? You know, how do they happen? How often do they happen? But, you know, why is it a rule that Vader needs to lay down? It sounds so scary. And then Fett's cool as you wish is those kind of moments that made you want that Boba Fett action figure and made you want to make up a million adventures with him. I also think this line when Favreau had his first meeting with Kathy Kennedy, she was like, what do you want to do? And he just repeated this line and went, ah, ah, <laughs> that's the series I want to do. This, I want to see some disintegrations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Love it. Love it. I'll, I'll, I'll run through some of mine here and let you close out the list here. Yeah. You're right. With the honorable mentions, it seemed to be a little uh, space to work in some of the 
funnier lines or the lines that are just great quotes. Uh, uh, the one I, 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 it might by Han Solo following up to your, uh, would help if I got a push still just, I, I say that a lot, but, um, it's uh, Derek Hobby uh, Clivian saying two fighters against a star destroyer. I mean, <laughs> that is up there with what is she proposing as the greatest uh, single lines in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the it, uh, it, uh, reason to bring up another great Yoda quote of always with Derek Hobby Clivian, it can't be done. There's just like there's so much doubt in it. I love it. It's he's such a little pouty mouth there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't have the actor in front of me, so apologize. I'm not even making fun, but it's like, that was the take they got went with. They just like just sound dubious, and that you just you just don't think any of this can happen. <laughs> just that's the against thing. a star destroyer. <laughs> Love that there, uh, which keeps in mind, uh, you know, with the New Hope briefing of uh, you know of all the uh, rebel pilots kind of thinking things are impossible but hey that's why you got to have that spirit of deck um exactly i love the exchange of uh of luke of what's in there yoda only what you take with you which you and i cite often as uh, a reminder for all of us star wars fans when we sit down or go into a movie theater for the first time just hey just what's in here only what you take with you engage with the movie uh, uh after uh both last jedi and rise of skywalker i felt this one was uh, i wanted to print on a t-shirt there <laughs> it is powerful and uh, applicable to lots of things including star wars viewing just like be aware of your own baggage yeah indeed indeed uh, a couple moments uh, from han there and leia back and forth uh well just uh, han then i'll see you in hell i mean yeah come on you know yeah that I, and I always felt like that was the first swear word in uh, Star Wars because I wasn't allowed <laughs> to say that line growing up. Um, he chews, I could say all day. No one would question me on that. But if I said, then I'll see you in hell, the big you're going to church right now tonight. Um, I love, I love Leia. You talk about Han with the, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. I love Leia going, you do have your moments, not many, but you do have them. It's really <laughs> sweet. And he, and Han gives that kind of like little like shrug, like, oh, shucks. And uh, what can I say? I love that little exchange, you know? It, absolutely classic and it, yeah it is leia is so on point in this film and it is it's a it's a tender moment too right <laughs> yes yes it really is it really is yeah i love it uh i get list uh, a lot of them uh i could go all day on yoda luminous beans are we not this uh crude matter uh though i noticed i wrote it, my notes beans as in like navy beans uh, also that's what we call our dog baxter as a bean so i think it got into my brain there um i, I love some sillier ones though i love 3po i'm standing here in pieces and you're having delusions of grandeur just love i love 3po and his snark and his totally misreading what's actually going on or who the heroes really are <laughs> just love that right right and in his uh, his priorities of like could you fix me before you you know go on this flight of fancy that you think you can fix the Falcon after everybody else tried, but you can't, you can't do it. Uh, Luke saying, I won't fail you. I'm not afraid, but Yoda saying you will be, you will be that scared the hell out of me as a kid. I was so fascinated with that as uh, yeah, as a teen when I started watching it more. And that's one that I, my friends uh, in the comedy world in my, in my twenties uh, hung out with and really got to talk Star Wars a lot that we all love that one. Cause like that was that connection moment too. of like, Hey, was there that moment where the Muppet just scared the Chuda out of you? Like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That you will be, you will be. Oh, oh, it's so good. And isn't there, maybe it's an empire of dreams where you get the deleted, like a cut scene uh, or a take basically, I should say of uh, 
Frank Oz kind of going, you will be, you will be. <laughs> Total different read. And I, and I love what they went with, but that would have been different. Uh, final one for me. Final one for me. Uh, then I'll kick it back to you, sir. Wedge Antilles. I love. Whoa, that got him. I use that a lot. I use that out of context, in context. Again, if I say wedge and if you quote that line within a couple of minutes, we're best friends for life. Yeah, that is some great cocktail, uh, not cocktail, cockpit. Excuse me. It's getting later. Uh, <laughs> cockpit acting there from Dennis Lawson. Yeah. Uh, um, two. Oh, go ahead. No, no. A couple more for you. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be sure to include a, a Lando line because he's getting he's getting edged out by some of the other great lines. A uh, uh, classic for me uh, that can be quoted uh, as a Star Wars line and outside of Star Wars because it happens. This deal is getting worse all the time. Yes. That, that first moment where you're really like, okay, well, Lando's uh, really, really maybe maybe not going to be the bad guy, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and just yeah. great delivery. Yeah. There's a lot of wonderful Lando lines too. You're so right. There's just the spirit and, and energy of uh, Billy D. Williams just uh, just pops out in every line. Yeah, you truly belong here with us among the clouds. That's that's a hell of a line too. Yeah. Uh, last one for me though that I wanted to share is uh, the quick exchange between Luke and Yoda because I think it is one of the most important lines in Star Wars of Luke saying, "Is the dark side stronger?" and Yoda saying, "No, quicker, easier, more seductive." It, it says so much about the the journey of every character that we have ever seen fall to the dark side or manage to, to stay to the light. And it's it's just one of those things like once you accept it, it feels true. I, I think about it when I'm going to send an angry email at eight o'clock and just like, no, <laughs> get up in the morning <laughs> yep. and rethink how you're going to phrase that because the anger is so quick, so seductive. And it in the moment, it makes you feel powerful and then you regret it. Uh, that's no, that's great. It's a key line to start with because you look at that no quicker, easier, more seductive. And it's like, all right, cool. What are the lessons to combat that? Uh, patience and, uh, you know, uh, the lack of uh, service versus power. So I think you're right to say that's one of the most important lines. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for my runner ups. All right. Uh, we could go and go and go and go. I'm even leaving some off, but we are going to get to our <laughs> number one choices here for our most favorite lines in The Empire Strikes Back Star Wars Episode 5. See it again for the first time. All right, there you go. Um, my number one choice. And I think I'm trying to think back to the Han Solo episode. This might have been in the same slot. And I, if it was, I don't apologize for it because I love the line. It hangs on my door. It's Han Solo saying, never tell me the odds. If I uh, could uh, take a line that kind of embodies Han, some of the ones you've already mentioned, uh, we're going to get to this and it might also, uh, that's Han as well. But if I could just say, this is Han, I think a lot of people would agree. The imagine of, People that have this tattooed on them, I've got to imagine the uh, uh, number's pretty high. Pretty high. Uh, it is everything about it, the spirit, the fight, the Han doesn't say, never tell him the odds because I've got a detailed plan to, to succeed. He doesn't say that. He just says, just never tell me the odds. We're gonna figure this out. I I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I just do me. I'm on solo. Uh, I love that line. I love the spirit, love the energy. I think it's one of Harrison's best uh, deliveries and best reads of a line. Love everything about it. Again, that's why it hangs on my wall. And sometimes for me, I need I have it as a reminder, not a confirmation of what I think. You know, I have it like a, oh, that's right. That's right. I can succeed or I can go forward. I can take that chance because that's what Han would do. And sometimes I need that because I don't fully embody it. So I love that line on that level too. Yeah, I, I love both the depth you're bringing to this and the the fun, right? Mm -hmm. um, from the depth perspective, yeah, it is. It is really the uh, don't decide you failed 
before you try, right? It it it's, it's, it kind of lines up with some of Yoda's wisdom, you know, but it's coming from a much more desperate place of, you know, a, a guy who is just trying to make his way through the galaxy and sometimes is faced with, here are five not great options. Well, I got a wild idea <laughs> of how to figure it out. Uh, don't tell me the odds because I know they're not good and I'm not going to be paralyzed by that, you know? Uh, that that's also great. You, you, anything you're trying to do in life that's difficult, uh, never tell me the odds is great. Um, so I think it works on this uh, philosophical level. It, it supports the character of Han. It connects to all these other lines, you know, and when Ray's asking him in force awakens, if you can, uh, jump to hyperspeed from, you know, inside, uh, the ship, <laughs> and he's like, I always try to not ask those things before I do them. Like it, it seems that's like an older, gentler version of never tell me the odds to me. Right. Yeah. Um, but then it is also just drop dead, classic, all time, but also perfect for its era. Just cool action guy movie lines, right? Uh, it, it's uh, it, this one means a lot to me uh, because of how much it means to my dad. Mm-hmm. Like my dad watched these movies, but but and he, I think he kind of liked them because some of kind of the Western thing, but he really liked Han Solo. And I, I remember him uh, remembering that quote and thinking that was so great. Uh, and when I visited Minneapolis uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was talking to my parents a little bit about the uh, the first time I saw Star Wars. And my dad was like, yeah, no, I remember holding you on my lap. And he's like, uh, you know, all these nice things. And he's like, and I think it's in that first movie, right? The best line ever when Han Solo says, never tell me the odds. And it was just so great to see my dad's connection to this line that I, I did not get pedantic. He's like, actually, dad, that's the second film. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to tell him the odds or the trivia. Or the- I just wanted to let him enjoy the line because it's so great. Oh, I love it. I love it. You're right. It's got some old school swagger too, which uh, is okay here in our Star Wars, especially around Han Solo. So, I put it in my number one choice, but we're not done. Joseph, you get to close this out with your number one most favorite, bestest ever line from Fire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, I had to go iconic as well. This is a little exchange between Han and Leia that I think probably listeners are familiar with. It is Leia Organa saying, I love you, and Han saying, I know. Uh, famously not scripted, famously uh, Irvin Kirshner uh, saying, Oh, fuck. you can't just say I love you too. There's got to be something else. Let's find it. Let's find it. Uh, you know, you hear slightly different versions of the story, but that seems yeah. to be the heart of it, of the of Harrison Ford and the director, you know, agreeing like, yeah, it's not quite right. Let's find something. Uh, and coming up with this thing that is so perfect that it is quoted all the time. It's on T-shirts. Uh, mm-hmm. We've now had multiple different uh, fun twists and variations on it in Star Wars from Return of the Jedi to uh, Solo to uh, The Rise of Skywalker. It's, you know, an important, iconic exchange. Uh, and the reason that I just love it and put it as my number one uh, for Empire Strikes Back is because the power of, of what it means to both of them. We concentrate on the I know because it's, it's this strange emotional swagger slash comfort. <laughs> yeah. But I love you. That's 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 Leia's arc in this film, right? The the challenge from the beginning is Han kind of poking her and saying, Yeah, yeah, okay, you're you're a great leader. You're committed to the rebellion. We see that. You'll do anything. I have to come get you out of the control room because you won't leave because you're so committed. Uh but but you have emotions too, right? And I know you feel something for me. And I know you don't want to admit it, but I know it's there. I know you care for me, right? 
and for her to kind of get to that point of of not just admitting it but just you know shouting it across a room full of her enemies mm. you know it is just leia owning being a multifaceted person right yeah. uh and and shouting out her emotions it's really great leia line really important for leia uh and then just it's such a, an amazing mix of that i know it's got swagger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it but it's delivered as if to comfort her right of yep. like thanks for saying it but we're both in a horrific situation you know and we don't know how we're going to get out of this one yeah. or if we ever are uh but have the comfort of knowing i i know you love me and i believe it you know and i feel it too obviously yeah i i i I really love this discussion here of this line because it, 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 it does start from, uh, you know, I love you, I know. Is it, It's a set of hand towels. It's T-shirts you can order, and it takes on a new life. And a lot of it is on the focus, on, especially because the, the story itself becomes this legend we all know as Star Wars fans, no matter what version you hear. And, and uh, that's a, you know, you could do it. You could probably just do a Star Wars documentary on the story of that <laughs> line. Um, and for those who aren't familiar, you can dig, dig it up. There's audio recordings of Carrie Fisher getting very upset that they didn't include her in those discussions and everything. And it's fascinating. I love it. Uh, but it all boils down to what a, what a Han moment indeed. What does the swagger it's, and I don't, I don't think anyone should read it as indifference or cool. I think it, they should read it uh, or I suggest that they, they read it and what you're talking about. This is a moment for Lay. It's a big moment for the character and it's Han, that good guy, that one that Kira stands in front of on Savarine and says, you're not the bad guy. You're not that outlaw. You're not the smuggler. You're the good guy. I know who you are. I know your heart, which ties to some of the great stuff in Ray Carson's novel at most wanted. Uh, the young Kira, young Han stuff. It, it's a through line, that emotional canon you and I love. To him in that moment, it is him kind of saying, I know, and I've been here all along, and I wasn't going to force you. Uh, uh, you needed this moment. I'm here for you. And even, even if it's ending, I think he has, I think in, in my mind, I've taken Han kind of thinking, this is the end of the line for me. And 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 this this is uh, just what I want you to know. I, I I know you love me. It's always been there. And, uh, and uh, you know, not that he's proud, but just like happy, like, She's reached this point. All those things. I think you're very right. It is a reflection on Leia. He is her mirror uh, in this moment. And it's what's already there, what she may have already known was there. And she's already might have been fighting for a long time for good reason. Good reason she had to fight that to to give uh, let herself have this uh, little moment of of humanity. Uh, It's a beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, And and I think what makes it so beautiful, I think from, from personal experiences, sometimes when you tell a person that you love them, what you need to hear back is I love you too. Right. You, you, you need that confirmation, but sometimes uh, I've been in those places where it's like, I need to know that, you know, right. (laughs) And I think that there is just that, that connection in there that it it can, it can come off with, with a little bit of cool guy swagger, a little bit of confidence, but the delivery is totally like he is saying back to Leia what she needs to hear. That she she knows that he loves her. What she needs to know is that he knows she loves him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, that all boils down to great hand towels. Great hand towels, and my favorite experience at Disneyland when you know a couple has bought the I love you, I know shirts, and then you just see a man alone without his I love you partner, and he's just wandered around in Disneyland with a hot dog or in the bathroom with a shirt that says, I know. 
<laughs> love it. Love it indeed. Uh, it is uh, it is a great line for a reason, a great couple of lines for a reason. And sometimes, like well, I always say, the answer is the answer. We don't want to get too cute. And Joseph, I think you've done a great job of pulling in some iconic moments and really diving into what makes them truly iconic. So, wow, we did it. We did we made it. it. The, you know, I, I sat down and I thought to myself, turns out Empire Strikes Back, pretty good movie with a lot of great lines. Uh, yes. Shout out to the performers uh, who brought uh, everything to the lines, changed the lines to, to Lawrence Kasdan, Irving Kirshner, Lee Brackett for uh, an early draft and George Lucas himself. This movie is uh, absolutely worthy of its iconic title in the star Wars franchise. So that is it for this week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We're going to keep this series going here. Occasionally, sometimes we might break off uh, for star Wars ranked if we need to about something big that happens, but I think we're going to be looking at the movies and the lines going forward here for a bit. So I hope you enjoy this journey. Uh, if you uh, would like to uh, find us, if you're just uh, discovering us or don't know where to reach out, we are on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked and share your favorite lines from Empire Strikes Back. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Don't forget, get an audio book us, on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. We have merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And uh, we're available a lot of different spots. Just search and let us know if we're on uh, not on a place you'd like us to be. We'll try to get on. As I mentioned up top, double check your Apple subscriptions just in case uh, your automatic downloads can turn off or maybe you're missing a Force Center episode that you didn't know you were missing. Check out on that. Technology, sometimes it gets in the way. And uh, finally, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. Uh, you can also uh, check out my, uh, my the, the, the my own uh, Star Wars stuff at uh, Ken Napsack, non non Star Wars stuff. Excuse me, <laughs> KenNapsack.com or uh, at Ken Napsack. Got some stand up comedy dates coming. Also, uh, got a Kickstarter going over at the Good People Association. If you like board games, we've just launched the Kickstarter for Futility, the actual game of living. Check it out, Joseph. I'm going to stop talking as you tell them where they can find you. <laughs> Yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out all of my other uh, comedy adventures, Star Wars and non, by finding all those links on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Do it, my friends, do it. So that is it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.